read one verse here. You'll know this verse. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16. Always be joyful. How often? Always. Always. There it is. Always be joyful. Never stop praying. Be thankful in all circumstances. Be thankful in all circumstances? All circumstances. That's what it says. For this is, uh uh-oh, God's will. For you who belong to Christ Jesus. Now that verse alone, try living that verse out for a month. Praying all the time, thanking all the time, and no matter what's going on around you, contextually, circumstantially, you're still thanking God. That's not, that's not an easy verse to follow. Amen? But we're going to look at it tonight. Father, thank you for your word. And thank you, Lord, for speaking to us about being more thankful. In Jesus' name, amen. You can be seated. Now, Christians are uh, encouraged to be always joyful, always prayerful, uh, always thankful, no matter what the circumstances are. They're good, bad, in between, negative, positive, Whatever the circumstances are, we're to be thankful. That, that's not an easy call. That is not an easy call. It's not easy to do. Uh, yet we're going to see living a life of consistent prayer and thanksgiving changes things. It changes things. Okay? When you live that way, it changes things. Just being thankful changes, if nothing else, it changes you and me and the way that we feel and the way we see things around us. If we're thankful. One person wrote, Prayer and thanksgiving are the two wings of the soul by which it rises upward to God. Prayer and thanksgiving. Paul says in Philippians 4, verse 6, he says, in everything, or he says, pray about everything. Don't worry about anything. Pray about everything. And then he says, making supplication. And then he says, with thanksgiving. Always finish your prayer time with thanksgiving because thanksgiving is the language of faith. If you thank God for what you just prayed for, then your faith is saying, I don't see it yet, but I've prayed for it, and so I believe it's on the way, so I'm going to thank you before it arrives. That's being thankful, and that's why it's the language of faith. Uh, You know, you're thanking for something that's not yet there, and I've noticed in my own life being thankful or not can be a thermometer for yours and my spiritual life. It, it can be a thermometer. Are, are we really in tight with God? Are we walking to the place? It might even be a thermometer for our level of maturity if we've learned to be thankful even when there's nothing out here to be thankful for. Okay? Amen. A thankful heart is God's will. We're called to be a grateful people. Jesus was a thankful Savior. Paul was a thankful apostle. David was a thankful psalmist and king. You go all through the Bible, and these Bible luminaries, these great men and women of faith, were were invariably thankful. They thanked God. It was part of their language of faith, just being thankful. Uh, Now, the Bible consistently makes a a distinction between the the thankful and the unthankful. The Bible distinguishes between the two and shows us the outcome of both lifestyles. If you're thankful and if you're not, what that says about you, what it says about me, if we're thankful or if we're not. uh, The Bible makes distinctions. Um, In Romans 1, 
which is like reading today's newspaper. Romans 1, I would encourage you to go home and read it. It's like today's newspaper. But in Romans 1, the ungodly are reproved for not being thankful. The, the Holy Spirit wrote the Bible through men. And so the Holy Spirit points out that uh, and, and reproves. God the Holy Spirit reproves people for not being thankful. An ancient civilization, Paul might have been talking about Rome. He might have been reaching further back to Greece or, or back to some uh, Bible nation, uh, the Babylonians, whatever, the Assyrians. He, he could have been talking about any of them, but he tells us something about them. The godless nations were always unthankful. He, he points that out. The godless nations were always unthankful. And their unthankfulness was one of the early indicators of their drift away from God. I'm going to say that again. Their unthankfulness was an early indicator of their drifting from God. They started getting unthankful. They forgot to thank. And at the same time, we see them in a drift away from God. So like I said, Thanksgiving, being thankful is a thermometer, a barometer of your, your walk with God. Um, and I got to tell you, we certainly see this in America today, do we not? Are we in a thankful nation? No, we're not a thankful nation anymore. Uh, a, a growing swath of our nation is, is the opposite of thankful. No, we don't see that at all looking out there. I don't. I don't see thankful people. Now, I see thankful people in the house of God. But out there in the culture, out there in society, American society, we don't see grateful people. We see an ungrateful, whining, complaining, entitlement, attitude, permeating the culture that is anything but thankful. Can I have an amen? amen. Have you noticed? No, no, no. It's, it's not being thankful. It's all about my rights and what you're not giving me and what I deserve because I'm such a wonderful me. And there's no thankful. There's, no, there's certainly no vertical thanksgiving. And so if there's none this way, there's generally none this way. Okay? Because how you respond to God is how you respond to people. If you love God, you're going to love people. If you hate God, you're going to be no fun to live with. Right? History shows that the further that a nation drifts from God, the less they're thankful and the more they complain. Let me show you. The Bible records 14 times when Israel complained when they were in the wilderness 14 times do you know that it was complaining being unthankful is how their tongue like a shovel dug their own grave being unthankful they instead of being thankful to god they complained and they did it for i counted i went through it i counted 14 major times they complained instead of being thankful and it says it provoked god it provoked god when they weren't thankful uh, and he was very, dis as a matter of fact, only two of the million that came out of Egypt went over into the promised land. Why? Because they were not thankful. They complained, and they didn't believe God. The psalmist says they complained in their tents. That would be their houses. They complained in their tents. Psalms 106.25. Now, watch him go on to describe now a downward spiral, and then I'm going to give you good news. But watch, watch this, because I find it sociologically extremely interesting to look at this, that they weren't thankful. The Holy Ghost points out they weren't thankful, and now you see a downward spiral. It started with not being thankful. 
neither were they thankful. Okay? It says next, they did not listen to the voice of the Lord. So first they weren't, first they complained. They were complaining instead of thanking. Then the next step down was they did not listen to the voice of the Lord. So ungrateful Israel soon grew to reject the counsel of the Lord. They didn't ask for any longer, ask for the counsel of the Lord. They didn't ask for his counsel. You know how often God wants us to ask him for his counsel? I hope you're asking God for counsel all the time. Because you shall call his name wonderful, Counselor. Amen? He counsels. If, if any man lacks wisdom, let him ask of God that gives to all men liberally and upbraids not, and it will be given to him. Right? So, but, but Israel, they became unthankful, they complained, and then the next step down the rungs of the ladder, they quit listening to God's counsel. So then they went down another step. They joined themselves to Baal of Peor. Wow. Their unthankful hearts turned completely away from the true God, and they began worshiping false gods. They went from the true God to false gods. The first indicator, I'm no longer thankful. Have you ever noticed a rebellious teenager, the first thing they let go of is being thankful? You ever notice that? Yeah. You end up saying to them, you don't, you don't appreciate anything I do. And they pop back, no, I don't. But guess what? If not for me, you wouldn't be here. But see, teenagers, when they begin to go, go sideways, the first thing they, they, they do is they start complaining and they quit thanking. And that's an indicator of a downward spiral. Show me a thankful person, and I'll show you somebody that's on pretty good ground. We need to be thankful. Thankful. So they join themselves to a, a, a stupid idol and turn from the living God. But then... It says they went another step down, and it says they ate gifts given to the dead. You know what that is? That's crazy. Eating a gift given to the dead. You know what that is? That's insane. But see, that's what happens to the mind that departs from God. You go down until you can't tell right from wrong anymore, and you end up doing stupid things that make no sense, no rational sense. I ask you, are we there in America today? Have you looked around at some of the nonsensical, irrational things that we're embracing as true? And so the unthankful, ungrateful Israelites descended into eating meats dedicated to idols, and they bowed down before these false gods. So they started out, I'm not thankful to you anymore. Then they drifted further, I'm not going to listen to your counsel anymore. Then they drifted further, and I, I'm going to join myself to an idolatrous system and I'm leaving my walk with you. Then they went further down and literally bowed down to gods that weren't real. And it all began with not being thankful. And finally, the consequences for Israel rolled in. They made the Lord angry by their actions and a sickness broke out among them. Wow. It never goes well for unthankful people. Amen? How many of you feel like thanking the Lord right now real quick? Oh, I'm going to thank the Lord. <laughs> yeah. So, again, summing it up, Israel went from thankless complaining to rejecting God's voice to worshiping false gods 
to coming under God's judgment. Not a good path to take. Amen? But thank God the book of Hebrews says something different about we Christians. Here's what it says. We are confident that you are meant for better things, things that come with salvation. And one of the things that comes with salvation is being thankful. Can we just lift our hands and say, thank you, Jesus? Amen. If you're redeemed, say, thank you, Jesus. Amen. We were born to lift our hands to the living God and say, thank you, Jesus. We were born to do this. We were hardwired to do this. That's why I call my radio program Hardwired, because I've been hardwired to worship God. Amen. Now, it's worth noting that the Thessalonian believers, who he was writing to in our first verse tonight, uh, in everything give thanks, those Thessalonian believers um, that he told, you be joyful at all times. Let me tell you about them. From the very beginning of their salvation, they were immersed in adversity and hardship. From the moment they were saved, they were immersed in adversity and hardship. They immediately began to be persecuted. They, they were a poor church. They were not rolling in money. They, they, they were born again, surrounded by tough times. That's who Paul said, I want you to rejoice always. That's who he was talking to, them. You became followers of us and of the Lord, having received the word in much affliction. You received the word in much affliction with joy of the Holy Spirit. Let me tell you what it was like with them. Under the Romans, many Christians in the town, under the Roman rule, uh, they lived as slaves, Roman slaves. A lot of the newborn Christians lived as Roman slaves. They were under the tyranny of the Roman fist. And they were persecuted for their newfound faith, relentlessly and mercilessly persecuted. And those that were not slaves in the Roman government, uh, here's the truth. I'm being truthful with you from the Bible. They were poor, they were illiterate, and they were unable to obtain what we would consider a decent standard of living. That's what they were born again into. Now, Paul says to them, in everything, give thanks. No matter your context, give thanks. Remember to give thanks. And we know this as well. Still others of them, the Thessalonian believers, uh, contracted serious and untreatable diseases, resulting in their early death. And that's why Paul wrote to them and explained to them the rapture. 1 Thessalonians 4. Because many of them were dying young because they had no medical care, and they were contracting diseases. So he says, and everything give thanks, and oh, by the way, let me tell you what's going to happen one day. You're coming out of the grave. And here's how it's going to happen. Persecution in Thessalonica was so intense, Paul left town in hopes of, of uh, dialing it back some, because he was a lightning rod everywhere he went. All right? So it's to these storm-tossed Christians, Paul says, in everything give thanks. Where are you? Where am I? Do we have it as bad as they did? No. You'd have to go to Haiti to find that, or somewhere in Africa to find that, or India. We don't have it here. Now in the natural, we think, and I'm winding down here, I'm coming to a close, but in the natural, we think, Um, how could they or how can I in everything 
give thanks. How do you pull that off? How do you do it? Okay, I'm going to give you three reasons to learn to thank God, to think to thank. Make the choice to rejoice. Think to thank. First, think about this with me. Being thankful reminds you of where your blessings have come from. All right? How many of you can say, I'm blessed? Come on, I'm blessed. Amen? Yeah. Uh, when I thank God, it's, it's, it, it's a way of humbling yourself before God. I read this morning, and it just, I've read it a thousand times, but I read it again, and it jumped out and grabbed me by the throat, talking about the Bible. And it said, humble yourself, and God will give you grace. Just humble yourself. Well, how do you do that? Tell the truth. That's all you do. You want to know how to humble yourself? Tell the truth. Look in the mirror and tell the truth. I wouldn't be saved if not for him. I, I wouldn't be delivered if not for him. I'd be going straight to a devil's hell if not for him. I'm going to tell the truth. I, I would not have accomplished what I've accomplished apart from my Lord. Tell the truth. If you tell the truth, it'll humble you. All right? And, and then also, everything, whatever I have, God's allowed me to have. He could have stopped it. He could, he could have not allowed me to get that car or that house or that apartment or that job or to stay healthy or to be able to get to church. He, he could have, but it's all from God. So it's one way of just reminding ourselves that we're not, we're not all that in a bag of chips. Right? How many of you know that's true? Some people walk into a room like, yeah, I'm here. I have arrived. Elvis has entered the building. But you know what? The, the wise Christian flies low. And you humble yourself. One of my heroes was always Billy Graham. As a young man, I watched him on TV. I said, man, oh man, there is a man of God. And I, I loved Billy Graham from a distance. Met him once. But they, they, they used to say to him, you're such a great preacher. He said, I'm not a great preacher. I am not a great preacher. I just get up there and talk about the cross and God does what he does, but no, no, I'm not a great preacher. Everybody say, fly low, and you'll be promoted high. Amen? Second thing about thank, being thankful, it helps us keep our troubles in balance. It really does help us keep our troubles in balance. What do I mean by that? Unthankful people are always thinking about their troubles. That's why they're always complaining. They're always complaining about what they don't have, what God hasn't done, how terrible people are, how so-and-so and so-and-so, if only they hadn't done this, that, and the other, then I wouldn't have made all these decisions that I've made. And we are just a continual complaint mill. Okay, how do you complain all the time? All you're thinking about is your troubles. But see, being thankful prevents you from being overwhelmed with the negatives in your life. Everybody has negatives. Everybody's got something wrong. I guarantee you, there's nobody in this room that doesn't have something wrong somewhere. All right? Come on. And, and so, so we're thankful for what, we, what God has given us, and it, keeps, it helps us to keep life in balance. It's hard to spiral into depression if you're being thankful. Now, I'm talking about clinical depression. That's chemical, and I'm not slamming anybody that, that struggles with that, what Winston Churchill called it, his black dog. Um, 
He said, that depression starts to come on me and I have to paint something or, or build something with bricks just to try to keep it off of me. Spurgeon dealt with the same thing. But I'm talking about when you go blue and you're thinking about how, how uh, nobody knows the troubles I've seen. You could write your own country song. He says, be thankful. Be thankful and it'll put your life in balance. Because you don't have everything you want, but you've got everything you need. Right? Yeah. And, uh, you know, you still got some prayers unanswered, but look at all the ones you got answered. I mean, there's, there's a negative, there's a positive. So, so being thankful helps us to stay in balance. David dealt with this. I'm so thankful for the honesty of the Psalms. Because listen to David. <laughs> he's, he's playing a violin here. Will the Lord turn away forever? In other words, where's God in my life? Will he never show favor again? That's down. Will he never show favor again? Has his loving kindness stopped forever? Do you hear the violin? Okay. Has his promise come to an end for all time? Has God forgotten to be loving and kind? What more can he say? He's blue. But look what he did. He stops this negative train of thinking and he says, Here's my way out. I will remember. Everybody say, I will remember. The things the Lord has done. All right? So now he's saying, I'm going to count my blessings. I'm going to remember what he has done and not what I don't have, but what I do have. He says, yes, I will remember the powerful works of long ago. I will think of all your work and keep in mind all the great things you have done. So he's thanking God now and he's balancing himself out. And that's what being thankful does. Now, the last thing, being thankful is how we practice the presence of God in our lives. How many of you love the presence of God in your life? Amen? Walking in the Spirit. Walking in the Spirit. Having the sense of the presence. All right? So the psalmist wrote, enter his gates with thanksgiving. Enter his gates. How'd you get into a city in the Old Testament times? You went through gates. Wide is the gate that leads to destruction. Narrow is the gate that leads to life. All the cities were cities of gates. So how do, you, how do you enter into the presence of God? You go through the gates of thanksgiving. You go through the gates of thanksgiving. And then you keep on going, and you go from thanksgiving to praise. Thanksgiving is thanking Him for what He's done. Praising Him is praising Him for who He is. It's different. Thanking Him is, oh, I thank you, you did this, you did this, you did this. But praising Him, I thank you that you are this and are this and are this. You are holy. You are merciful. You are patient. You are kind. You are forgiving. You are all these things. I praise you for that. And so it says He inhabits those praises. So I want us to stand together tonight. Can we? Say with me, He inhabits the praises of His people. Yeah, are you his people? Amen. Can we just, now here's what we're going to do. Here's what we're going to do. Um, we're going to begin to sing. And the ushers are going to take you out row by row to come down here. And uh, there's going to be four pastors down front. And one of them is going to hand you the wafer. The other one is going to hand you the cup. And uh, then you'll go back to your seat. And don't do it yet. Hang on to it. And then when everybody has their their elements and it ought to be done fairly quickly then we're going to do it together okay all right so father let's lift our hands and thank him and and pastors if y'all would come down please and let's get ready
Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Father, we just thank you. We don't want to forget to thank you. We don't want to be like those nine lepers that totally forgot to thank you for saving their life. Only one came back. We want to be that one, Lord. We don't want to be the nine. We don't want to be anything like the nine. We want to be the one. Help us, Lord, to thank you. We thank you right now for what you've done and for who you are. What you've done and who you are. Amen. Ronnie's going to lead us in worship and they're going to begin to bring you down now. Row by row, please. Yeah, there we go. And let's go back. Hey, sweetie, get one of these and one of these. There you go. Yeah. And get one of those, darling. All right. Here we go. Jesus Christ, His Son. 
kind. He's long-suffering to us, Word. He's redemptive. He delivers. He heals. He shows mercy and he shows grace. And then he pours out more grace and then he pours out more mercy. He's a good God. Jesus, when he was at the table with his disciples, as you know, he took some bread and he broke it. He said, I want you to take and eat. This is my body, broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Can we hold it up and just say, thank you, Jesus. That with your stripes, I was healed from all that sin did to me. And you have redeemed my life from destruction. In Jesus' name, amen. same manner after supper he took the cup and he said this is this cup is the new covenant written in my blood we're under a covenant folks we're under a blood covenant and so let's lift it up thank you jesus say with me thank you jesus for bleeding and dying on that rugged cross so that i could be forgiven tonight i receive your forgiveness in jesus name amen bless you as you go and let, let's just believe God for a great Thanksgiving full of peace and joy and let's remember to think to thank from now on can I have an amen? amen so Lord in Jesus name bless your people as we go thank you for blessing us in our in our going out and in our coming in thank you that we're blessed in the storehouse and in the field thank you for blessing us but Lord more than anything thank you for helping us to remember to thank you in all circumstances, to think to thank. In Jesus' name, amen. Be blessed. God bless you.